Bill Butterworth, an award-winning Christian speaker, shares his story from his early years of fathering. A few weeks after his wife had given birth to their fourth child, the late Joe Bailey, a gifted speaker, came to their church to do a series of uh, evening meetings during that week. Since Bill and his wife both couldn't attend, he suggested that she should go and that he would stay home with the children. This was his first time alone with all four of them, who at the time ranged in ages from one month to five years old. Here's an extract from his journal, The Week Joe Bailey Came to Town. My four-year-old wants to know why it is when mommy goes out, the kids must go to bed when it's still light. I try to feed them dinner, a real disaster. Tomorrow night I'll feed them in the backyard. They'll eat on paper plates and they'll be dressed only in underwear and shower caps. The kids always want me to read the alphabet book because they know with that book I can't skip pages. Never close your eyes with, when you pray with four kids. My two-year-old has special powers. He can just look at a glass of juice and it can spill. I've got angry. I've said some things I shouldn't have. Grappling with the question, what does a father's heart look like, is something that I've found both challenging and rewarding. Understanding the father heart of God has been the most significant aspect that has shaped my understanding, not only of who God is, but also of who I am. Hearing the word father, I'm fully aware that some may feel their stomachs tighten or their blood pressures rise. This was my experience as well, as I didn't have the best experience of my father growing up. The problem with this is that when we hear about God being referred to as father, it may be difficult to reconcile. If we view God through the lens of our earthly fathers, uh, a father who possibly abused you or shamed you, abandoned you or even got angry with you at the slightest thing, or someone you were always looking to please but never received praise or affirmation from. This then should only highlight the importance of being reparented by God and learning about the Father heart of God. Many, like me, have learned along this reparenting journey that our Heavenly Father is for us and not against us. A scripture that's been pivotal on this journey in reshaping my paradigm and allowing me to experience a loving and faithful Father is found in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 18. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters says the Lord Almighty. So, what does a father's heart look like? Well, firstly, he is patient. Exodus 34 verse 6 says, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Now, this scripture doesn't say that God doesn't get angry. Yet he is exceptionally patient with us. He is slow to anger. Psalm 103 verse 14 says that God knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. God made us, our temperament, our personality. He knows all too well that we are sinners in need of mercy. There's a line in the song Indescribable by Chris Tomlin that says, 
You see the depth of my heart and you love me the same. I don't get it because I'm not sure I could say the same thing, although I'd like to think I could love unconditionally. It is simply indescribable. But then again, God is amazing. He, unlike many of us, has a long fuse. He's slow to anger and gives much grace for repentance and change of heart. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. He is patient, but he is also pardoning. It could be the case that when disagreements or arguments occur, some are prone to becoming hysterical, whilst others may become historical. Yes, historical, reminding the other person of all their previous wrongdoings. Well, God's not like that. He is forgiving. He pardons our sins. Psalm 103 verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Can you comprehend that? David didn't use north and south. Think about it. If I head north, I'll eventually hit the North Pole and then I'll start traveling south as I head towards Antarctica. But if I decide to go east from here, when will I ever reach west or start traveling west? Never. It's immeasurable. Charles Spurgeon, speaking of the pardoning nature of God, said, He is God, not man, or else our sins would drown his love. Yet above the mountains of our sins, the floods of his mercies rise. He doesn't treat us according to what we deserve, but what we need, a right standing with us. God chooses not to hold our wrongdoing against us. He is a pardoning father. Micah 7 verse 19 says, You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depth of the sea. Isaiah 38 verse 17 says, You have put all my sins behind your back. He is patient, he is pardoning, and he is also passionate. I remember how it felt when Gemma and Zachary were given to me to hold just after they were born. The rush of the emotion and its inexpressible joy was uh, amazing. I remember it clearly. They hadn't had the time to prove themselves to me or hadn't done anything to earn my love. I love them simply because they are mine. And so it is, and even greater with God. There's nothing I can do for God to love me more or less. I can't do any more or more for him to love me anymore. There's a story told of a little girl, Marianne Bird, and her year two teacher, Mrs. Leonard. She was born with a cleft palate and other deformities, and children at school laughed at her and mocked her because of her deformities and slurred speech. Now, each year, Mrs. Leonard would do a hearing test with the children. She'd whisper things into their ears like, the sky is blue or my dress is pink, and have the children repeat whatever she said. Mary Ann spoke back what Mrs. Leonard whispered into her ear. I wish you were my little girl. Those seven words changed the rest of her life. I too was once deformed by sin and riddled with a poor self-image. Brokenness and hurt. Yet I heard the whisper of God when reading 2 Corinthians 6 verse 18. 
It's as if I heard God whisper in my ear, I wish you were my child. I kept God at a safe distance on the grandstands, on the periphery of my life. The turning point for me was when I invited God, the Father, onto the track to embrace me, to heal me, to encourage me, to comfort and urge me along this race. He is a patient, pardoning, passionate Father. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that you truly are patient with us. You forgive our sins. You don't hold our sins against us. And you are passionate for us. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that by your Holy Spirit you would minister the truth of your heart towards us, to all those who may be struggling with a poor self-image, with those who may be broken, with those who may be hurting, with those who possibly had a, a, a father who, who didn't treat them the way that you had ordained. I pray in the name of Jesus, would you bring healing, would you bring restoration, May we as a church and as a people live in the full revelation of a loving, gracious Father. You truly are patient, pardoning and passionate. Thank you, Father, for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.